Hi, this is Jim Trella. In addition to being the host of this podcast, I'm also an employee of General Motors. The opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the host and any guests, and not the opinions of General Motors. Welcome to the Art of Grateful Leadership podcast. In this episode, we continue my conversation with Donald Officer on the topic of positive psychology and grateful leadership. We pick up our conversation discussing Richard Sheridan, the CEO and chief storyteller at Menlo Innovations in Ann Arbor, Michigan. He was the guest speaker at the April Center for Grateful Leadership webinar. I say one of the things that that I've had, I've got the opportunity to. I'm actually going to interview Rich Sheridan from Menlo Innovations. He's going to be on on the show. Uh, the recording is going to take place in in about a month, but and we'll see when we can get it in. But I'm excited about that. Oh, great, great, yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I mentioned to to Judy before the the call started. I talked to to Richard briefly, and uh, I did an interview for. Um, IPPA, the International Positive Psychology Association, with uh, the people uh, at uh, what is it, the Ross School in, um, I guess it's Northwestern. Okay. In, uh, and um, they had written a book on compassion and bring, bringing compassion to the workplace. But it turned out they had done uh, some consulting with uh, Richard Sheridan and his company, and he was very impressed with their work. Um, that, by the way, is a book I'd recommend to anyone. It's called Awakening Compassion in the Workplace. Because sometimes, you know, you can't get to all those positive good things because people are are really feeling oppressed and down, yeah. whether it's imaginary or real. It doesn't matter. It's real to them. And, uh, okay. and, and it extends, of course, beyond, as you well know, well beyond the, the workplace situation. Sometimes personal lives are are real are really hard on people in the workplace. Yes. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> I do apologize for some of the sound quality. At this point, Don and I start talking about how he is constantly breaking new ground with his column, The Gratitude Connection. Let's go and talk about what is it that you're doing for the Center for Grateful Leadership right now? I know um, I don't even think I could scratch the surface of the stuff that you're doing. Why don't you tell us about it? Well... Um, I'm, I, I, I keep in touch with Judy regularly, and if I don't, she gets a hold of me. Um, I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm finding constantly breaking new ground with the columns. Um, but I'm really interested in this topic of, um, I guess, there's, there's four areas. Uh, that is the neuroscience of the, of the emotions. And the fact that we have separated the rationality from the emotional and never the twain shall meet, right? Ever since, I guess, the 18th century. And, uh, but I won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> that can be for but, another time. Uh, yeah, yeah, another lecture entirely. Um, but it's, it's had a, it's paid a price for it, as, as you well know. And, and elements, I mean, gratitude is, is really the entry point. To, to recognizing, and we're hard on ourselves too, right? Uh, it's the entry point to to restoring that balance and, and to, under, to realize they are not that separate. And neurologically, they're not. If you wonder where our thinking, our ideas, our arguments come from, they come from an emotional impetus, and they come from a way of looking at things. So, if you like, um, what would be the right word for it? Uh, must keep your your emotions clean and healthy. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I think I know where you're yeah. headed with this. Yeah. Let's let's continue. Yeah. On that, that. Yeah. I, uh, gratitude's the way. In fact, there's a, a writer called uh, David Desteno who really nailed this. I, I belong to a book club where um, we concentrate on coaching issues, and they think this, what he's done is fabulous. He said there are three key, key um, positive emotions which is another big deal to Martin Feldman, too. The first one, number one, entry point, gratitude. Okay. Okay, we're talking about ourselves mostly now. But you've got to get clean with yourself. Um, the second one, compassion. You've got, if you can't uh, feel for what people are suffering from and where their issues are and so forth, and when their dignity has been ascended, then, you know, you're not going to be much of a leader. You're not going to be much of a colleague. And the third one is, and this one is the trickiest one because it has to be distinguished from the negative side of this emotion, and that is pride. Okay. Pride workmanship. Pride of, of, of believing that the job you're doing is important and that your contribution matters. And, you know, people can have the other qualities going for them, and we all know people like that. They have fabulous out-of-the-office lives, but when they come into work, a cloud comes over them because they just really don't care about it. And that there, yeah. And that there is one of the pieces. Yeah, I I think it's great when you when you have somebody. Um, and I'm gonna try to boil it all down real quickly into just yeah. this. It's understanding who the other person is and what it is that it is about them that brings them to the job. For example, you know, as I've said before. People that come into here aren't just somebody to come in to, coming in to do a job to fill a seat. No, they have emotions. They've got a life outside of work. They've got a family. They've got all of these things that if you get that whole picture, you can understand better what's going on at work. Exactly. And you can turn, turn their performance around, you know, in a second because it, it's a mind shift. Uh, but they have to feel trusted. Yes. And they have to feel they can trust you. Absolutely. And oh. You just have to nail on the head with that, definitely. One of the things I liked about listening to, to Richard uh, Sheridan was his notion of development of the organization and development of the individual are not separate. They happen together. Yes. And if they don't, if you don't respect the individual or the individual doesn't respect the corporate goals, then there's a mismatch. And uh, any kind of so-called alignment exercise may be just going through motions. But, um, yeah, I, I, just one other. I like to, uh, to um, mention people I read about, uh, but one of the people I've been interested in for a long time, and I suggest you, you look into his work, is um, Robert Kagan. And he and his associate, uh, Lisa Leahy, uh, at, were at Harvard. Um, can, you, have their can, you, can you spell their names for us? Yes, 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 of course. Uh, Kagan's name is, is K-E-G-A-N. Okay. And her name is uh, Lisa Leahy, L-A-H-E-Y. I actually reviewed their last book in, in the um, uh, Gratitude Connection. Okay. Months ago, but it's called um, an, an Everyone Culture, and they talk about, uh, especially in this book, about uh, three organizations that have done a splendid 
a quite individual individual and unique job, right? And bringing together everybody so that they're all on the same page, they're all heading to the same thing, and yet they are themselves. They're still highly creative in their job. They can be done and should be done, otherwise you don't get the best out of people and you don't get the best out of your organization. So I, I, I've been an admirer of their work. Kagan came up with a theory back in the early 90s in which he said, you know, I guess you're familiar with Piaget who talked about the stages of development of ch- in children yes. and how they... It wasn't simply what they learned, but how they learned and how it changed from really uh, infancy to uh, to your early 20s. And Kagan said, well, it doesn't stop there. It goes through the rest of your life. And you keep learning new things and new ways of, th- of learning and seeing things. Uh, this, by the way, for now that I'm getting on in years, uh, is quite encouraging because it has <laughs> <laughs> showing me the path. I've still got some growing to do, you know, and I have to say I, I have. I've, I've, I've changed my opinions and a lot of my ideas a lot in the last 10 years. It's not that I don't didn't know a lot of that stuff before. It's that I didn't look at it the same way. Okay. And that, I think, is, is, is the key to what, what Judy and uh, Grateful Leadership are all about. It's a new way of looking at people and looking at things. And it's, it's refreshing and it's essential. So when you're looking at um, the, great, the Center for Grateful Leadership and also your portion of it, which is the Gratitude Connection, um, mm-hmm. what is it, I, I guess if you needed to summarize in a, in a short paragraph, the Gratitude Connection, what's it about? And how I think we can see pretty well how it fits in with the Center for Grateful Leadership. But what hmm. is your primary goal of that particular article every month? Uh, I guess my goal is to get people to look at the fact that uh, it, wonderful as it is, um, Grateful Leadership and Acknowledgement, powerful forces as they are and very absorbing, they they do have an impact on and they draw strength from other things that have been and are happening in, in uh, I guess, the world of psychology, the world of philosophy, the, the world of social science. From the point of view of the, of the gratitude connection, from the point of view of Don Officer, from that, if you needed to leave a message with the listeners of the Art of Grateful Leadership podcast, what would that message be? That message would be that uh, there's been a lot of work done recently, and, and this is another great aspect of positive psychology, in just identifying strengths. And you should coach people and you should teach people to their strengths. Uh, even Peter Drucker said, you know, uh, the job of a manager is to work so hard on the strengths that his weaknesses become un- irrelevant. And I think that's what we all need to do. And sometimes our strengths are not awfully well acknowledged. Like, for example, suppose we're very good at spotting errors, spotting problems. We're great whistleblowers, to put it to the extreme. Or suppose we're we're just very careful and prudent. Well, that's not the sort of thing that wins prizes, but it's the sort of thing that keeps us afloat and keeps things safe and, and going. And, you know, one of my problems, is I tend to get uh, too involved in stuff. And I take on new things 
<laughs> really not entirely on top of the old things. And, you know, then I have to start juggling, and it's not a good situation. So that, that is a strength, the curiosity. But the, any strength pushed to its extreme becomes a weakness. Very good. And I think that's something that, that we, if we are acknowledged, then we don't have to be pushing our strength because we know that we have other qualities and uh, relax and balance our lives. So that was my message. Does that make sense? It does. And when you look at it, if you bring a person into a, I'm just thinking about this from a business perspective, or a volunteer uh, situation or anything where you've got a group of people, if you bring a person in and you take advantage of a person's strengths, they are going to be more valuable to the team. And if everybody is respectful of each other's strengths, is building and learning and really lets that dialogue continue, I think you're going to end up with a better, I'll use the term product, even though, you know, or service or experience. I'd like to thank Don for his time and sharing his vast knowledge of positive psychology with me and the Art of Grateful Leadership listeners. We're talking about bringing him back on a regular basis, sharing his knowledge or the latest book that he's read. Don, I look forward to our next conversation. Don Officer's Gratitude Connection is a regular feature for the Center for Grateful Leadership. You can find it on our website at www.gratefulleadership.com. Be sure you join because many valuable resources can be found out there, including past episodes of this podcast and recordings of our monthly webinars hosted by Judy Umless. Thank you for listening. I'm Jim Trella, and you've been listening to the Art of Grateful Leadership podcast. Remember to acknowledge someone each and every day.